The Word, the nativity story reimagined by Victor of Campton. Lost in thought and rushing down the track, Reuben passed neighbours who shouted at him, curious to know why he was in such a hurry at such an hour. Few noticed his firm stride, but all noticed that he was dressed for the Sabbath. He became aware that a familiar voice was shouting at him and, turning in his tracks, he saw his elder brother Silas running towards him and waving him to stop. Silas, what is it? I have no time to gossip. I must be in Bethlehem by tomorrow. His brother, catching his breath, managed to gasp, Bethlehem, you have heard the Messiah. Reuben stared hard at Silas. You too, you too have been summoned. Seeing his brother nod, he reached out and hugged him before stepping back and nodding. Yes, it is fitting. We shall journey together. Come, let us hurry. We must be there tomorrow. The brothers set off down the lane and reaching the main highway, they joined the usual multitude of travellers on foot, on horseback, on lofty camels, donkeys and braying asses. Dusty carts and smart military chariots were doing their best to force their way through, but to little avail. Come, let's leave the road and travel fast along the edges of the field, suggested Reuben. Slipping through the throng, the men skirted the ploughed field and ran along its far edge, making much better time. Hours later, and well into the night, they saw flaming torches up ahead and over on the road. Crowds were clamouring to be allowed through what looked like a military roadblock. Yes, they could see the Roman soldiers trying to keep order, pushing the people into a line for some sort of checks. I don't like the look of that, said Silas. I don't like the look of that at all. This is new. The governor is usually so keen to allow free passage to avoid trouble and to encourage trade. Wondering, just wondering if this military presence might have anything to do with their own journey, they slipped past the roadblock and were soon well on their way. The two shepherds paused before dawn and rested and refreshed themselves from their meagre rations. They sat and watched the procession of travellers heading north, back in the direction from which they had come, only to become aware of a scrambling of feet behind them. Four familiar figures slid down the hillside and stood smiling and laughing before them. They were all shepherds from the surrounding hills, and they greeted them warmly. You are going south, asked Silas. Surely all the way to Bethlehem, was the astonishing reply. All of you, to pay homage to the Messiah, asked Reuben. Indeed we are. They stood together and one by one looked up at the dark sky and at the bright star right above their heads. Yes, that was their sign. Then let us travel together, but brothers, not a word to strangers. 
you saw the Romans back there. Making haste, the men strode along the, the road for hours. Right throughout the night they travelled, skirting villages, taverns and the checkpoints until they stood on the outskirts of their destination. Bethlehem was in darkness except for a brightly lit area around the ancient tavern, right in the centre of the village where they could see people standing around, just watching and waiting. It is time to go, said Reuben. Taking a deep breath, he led the shepherds through the streets, past homes and shops, close shuttered, and into the village square, and up to the people waiting outside the tavern. The group stopped just outside the tavern's stable yard and stared at the brilliantly illuminated scene before them. A few people stood quietly in the middle of the yard and were looking down at a straw-filled wooden manger. A tiny face was just visible. A baby, whispered Silas. Reuben stared and slowly nodded. Ah, yes, of course. He had to be. Now I understand. He looked round at his fellow shepherds and then, as one, they walked very quietly into the stable yard and, close to the manger, they knelt down. Among the people gathered silently in the street, attracted by the brilliant starlight, stood the rabbi's son. A studious young man, he looked upon the scene with quickening interest. The sight of those grubby and dishevelled men all stretching themselves out on the ground intrigued him. They appeared to be actually worshipping a tiny baby lying in the straw of one of the mangers. He listened to their cries. He noticed the innkeeper's wife stood to one side whilst crying silently and clutching a white shawl to her bosom. He saw that each animal in the stables was looking out from their stalls, twitching their ears and gently lowing and raising their heads, staring at the child before them. He turned and ran back home quickly and burst into his father's study, eyes blazing and gasping for breath. Father, you must come, he exclaimed. You must, you must. Must, my son? The elderly rabbi looked up at his boy. Yes, a fine lad and surely would be worthy of taking his place in the synagogue when the time came for he himself to pass. Why must I come? he inquired. Your sermon this morning, father, you know how it is written that a king shall... His father held up a hand and stopped the boy in mid-sentence. Why is that a reason to forsake this warm fire? and go out into the night, he asked. The look on his son's face surprised him. There was an inner radiance that he had never seen before. 
the lad was beside himself and desperate to show him something important. Very well, I'll come, he said, and reaching for his warm cloak, he stepped out into the night with his son and heir.